Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. We took a short hiatus, a break, like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> this is us. This is us. <laughs> Sorry to the ones who yelled at me this past we week. We definitely got yelled at. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me for taking a break and being tired. It's okay. So, self-care. Self-care, right. Like, so. y'all didn't listen. <laughs> Hello. We need self-care breaks. Yes. Like, thank you. But thank you for listening, though. Oh, for sure. I'm being I see y'all out there catching up. Mm-hmm. I see it. Don't stop. Thank you. Thank you. So, what are we doing? The wine. Uh-huh, this uh-huh. week, we have a very special wine. We have been trying to get our hands on this wine for yeah, the longest. It's not easy to get your hands on. And it's all over the place. And it's like, dang. It's, it was worth the wait. Don't you have to like order it like from yeah. Target? Like you can't even get it like in the store. No, I haven't seen it in stock in any Target. Yeah. Um, uh, this it's was, supposed to be that. It's supposed to be. That's what it says on my app. Um, but you can't order it online. And mm-hmm. we are talking about none other than um, Black Girl Magic yeah. by the McBride Sisters. Yeah. Very tasty. We're drinking the rose, rose. today. Yeah, and the rose alcohol content. <laughs> It's 13%. I, before we even, <laughs> I just want to say what? that of the wine that we have prepared like for our show, the yeah. percentage is 13 and up. Like there's no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing that's been like, oh, nine. Oh, no, we don't do that. So, so don't ever like. <laughs> I do that. At, I, like, I drink a 9%. Like if I'm like at home and it's the end of the night and I'm real sleepy, <laughs> but I can't make myself go to sleep, I drink like a 9% wine and I'll drink like a whole like glass, not like a, <laughs> oh, four ounces. No, I'm drinking eight ounces the of Olivia Pope size. Yeah, glass. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the whole bottle there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so I can get to sleep. So. That, that's that's the only time you'll see me drinking a nine percent. So don't ever listen in thinking that we're gonna say something that's a single digit. Right? Player. Like, what's the point? <laughs> we drinking juice. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> well, but anywho's, we're excited about this topic. Well, I'm excited about this topic. You should be. I mean, I am too. Cause I like to talk about it. Because a lot of times in the Black community, it's not common for us to bring up um, our struggles and our issues and talk mm-hmm. about, like, failures and things that make us insecure. And if you all already can't tell, the topic this week is about mental health. Not only is it about mental health, it also coincides with religion and spirituality and things of that nature because I feel like those two things go together. So that is our topic for this week. And I just want to pose a question just to start it off. And my question is, if you can answer kind of in depth, what is your mental health status right now in this moment? In this moment? We're not counting your your period. (laughs) (laughs) When you're not on your period, (laughs) ma'am. Because I just got off mine and I feel like a new woman. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I was a little, I was a little unstable. Yeah, a couple of days ago. <laughs> that doesn't count. Um, that out. My current mental health status. I feel like I'm stable. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, and it's a strong stable, not like a. Eh. Mm-hmm. I feel confident in my mental health. Stability right now. Mm. 
I'm good. Hmm. That's good. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, but make no mistake. Like, there's a lot of work that comes with, like, the stability. Like, you yeah. don't just wake up and you're, like, you have to, like, be conscious and you have to make a decision to be yeah. stable. That's so. true. Mm-hmm. What is your true. mental health status? Mm. My mental health status, like I'm fine. It's fine. Fine is not like fine is like I'm fine. There's, I mean, there's yeah. something underneath, like tucked well, under the fine. That's because I have daily my my mental health is is I have anxiety. So with anxiety, you never know when your mental health is going to be stable or if you're going to have a day. Because there's some days where I just wake up anxious and there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell. So it's like, right now I'm fine. I'm good. I don't have anything on my mind that is making me feel anything other than I'm here. Today's a good day. We're, we made it through. Mm-hmm. That's how my mental health works. There are some days where it's like I have to sit for whatever reason whenever I'm on the toilet. <laughs> That's the time where I take the time to say, Lord, please cover me and give me the strength to get through this day. Mm-hmm. It never fails. Mm-hmm. Like I always, in that moment, I just feel like I have to stop what I'm doing mm-hmm. and either, well, of course, obviously thank him, but of also ask him to cover me and give me strength to get through the day. So that's why I say mental health and spirituality coincide with each other and go hand in hand because for me anyway, Mm -hmm. that's how I get through my mental health ups and downs and stuff. So for those of you who are tuning in who have never checked their mental health status or who have checked their mental health status and they're unsure, um, I just want you to know that it's not unusual, especially Mm -hmm. in um, the Black community. I was doing a little bit of research because this is a topic that's near and dear to both of us. Yeah. Um, for me on a personal level, for you on a personal and professional mm-hmm. level. And um, I came across um, the Columbia University Department of Psychiatry. And there was an article. And the article was about addressing the mental health in the Black community. Um, and in that article, they talked about the fact that research um, suggests that the adult Black community is 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes depression and anxiety. And what's crazy is that they talked about how like people from the ages of 18 to 25 have a higher rate of the illness, um, but they also have a lower rate of mental health service utilization. Mm-hmm. So everybody's just walking around with issues and we're either suppressing them or we don't have resources because it could be um, a lack of trust in the medical system. It could be mm-hmm. less access to adequate insurance. You mentioned that mm-hmm. before about, you know, how you had stopped going because of, you know, the, the coverage, cost, the yeah. cost um, to seek mental health uh, services. And then just the cultural stigma associated with mental health like mm-hmm. in general. I think because of the cultural stigma, not that there is a lack of resources, but there's a lack of knowledge and resources. Mm-hmm. Like people don't know how much access they have mm-hmm. to get the help that they need. And I think that a lot of it is not targeted to black people. And what's, this just popped in my head literally just now. I was watching TV one day and there was a commercial that came on in this talk space. And the spokesperson for that is Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. 
and which is a white woman or Latina woman, whatever you want to call her, where's the black representation in that? Like we need help too. Mm -hmm. Like you don't see a lot of people reaching out to black people to ask them, do they need help? Because they expect us to be okay because we endure slavery and we went through all these things and it's generational to be perfectly honest with you. Mm -hmm. You go through all these things and you're supposed to be a strong black woman, a strong black man. You took it right out of my mouth. That expectation is set on us. So they don't expect us to need the resource. Absolutely. So it's like, even in marketing something like Talkspace, which is something that I personally will use. I mean, like, I follow them. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you follow them. I don't. Do you see black representation? Um, no. Okay. okay, so there you go. There answers your question. Okay, so, and that was just me going off the commercial. I'm like, okay, there go Demi Lovato. We know yeah. that she went through her whole thing and she can be relatable to some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to make it approachable for everybody. Yeah. And we don't always want to make race a thing, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> it's a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> um, you, 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 you took it right out of my mouth. Like you said, strong black woman, strong black man. And I think that mental health conditions are viewed as a sign of weakness, weakness. and instability. Yep. Um, I appreciate, like, I listen to The Breakfast Club, and mm-hmm. I appreciate Charmaine. their connection with mental health. I appreciate mm-hmm. how much they highlight it. I don't care if they talk about mental health every single freaking day. Yeah. Like, I appreciate the fact that, you know, they take that time. Um, Charlemagne is a mental health advocate. Like he puts that like out Mm -hmm. there, like it's nothing to be ashamed of. And as a man, Mm -hmm. as a black man, you know, I, I commend him for that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I commend any platform, you know, that takes the time to highlight mental health because it is so important and it is so important in our community, especially a community, a community that, you know, does not trust the medical system and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. We can barely get... (laughs) We can better get y'all to get the vaccine. I'm just, come on. And myself too, because I was leery for a very long time and I waited uh, weeks, at mm -hmm, least two months mm -hmm. until I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get it for whatever reasons I chose. And there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong approach to the vaccine. Just the fact that there's so much like hesitation in trusting mm-hmm. the medical system mm-hmm. for black people absolutely like it just it's difficult and it's hard it and is hard that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still go and get the help that we need just based on that we should still do it regardless of what they make us think we mm-hmm. have access to or do not have access to or what's for us or what's not for mm-hmm. us at the end of the day, it's the lack of information. It's the lack of information. It's a lack of knowledge. And that's why I, that's part of the reason why I got into mental health is because I, to be brief, not brief, but kind of brief, because I'm going to get into my story of how I encountered mm-hmm. my my depression yeah. because I never experienced depression until I was in this relationship, but I always had anxiety that I didn't know was anxiety until I was an adult. So getting into my story of depression, I dated somebody who was a depressed individual where it's the point where his depression rubbed off on me. Mm-hmm. And it got so bad to a point where he ended up in the emergency room and me and his entire fucking family, for whatever reason, was in this emergency room with him for having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. A panic attack. Had you ever seen a panic attack I had before? not seen a panic attack before, but because 
mental health has always been something that I've been interested in and wonder why black people never got the help they needed. So I kind of knew that that's what was happening, but there was nothing I could do to help him. So mm-hmm. what else, what am I supposed to do? I can't calm him down. His heart rate was fast as I don't know what. Mm-hmm. So we did what we had to do, called it emergency and took him to the emergency room. Yeah. And the next very, I was so stressed out about the situation. The very next day, I woke up with a fever. Like I was sick. Mm-hmm. Literally made myself ill Mm. because of the stress and the worry that I had from being with this individual who refused to get seek help Mm -hmm. because there were options for him to go seek help I even went with him and took him Uh to a therapist to get help for him but he wasn't consistent and it's like there's only so much that you can do right so my depression stemmed from being in a toxic relationship and his depression rubbing off on me and was that the first time you felt unstable or had you oh, felt baby. unstable prior honey, to that panic attack? Honey, 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 honey. <laughs> there were so many instances where I felt unstable to the point where I blacked out m- mentally. Mm-hmm. Not in a sense of where we were physical, like blacked out. Like there was a time where me and him got into an argument so bad. And this particular time he had taken my phone because he bought me a phone. And we got into this big argument and Aaron was trying to like call me and get in contact with me because I told her we had been arguing. And so she was trying to call my phone. She kept calling my phone. He wouldn't answer the phone. I didn't know where my phone was. It got so bad. I don't know what I did that day to him. I don't remember. I don't remember what transpired in between him taking my phone or what happened before that. All I remember is that Aaron showed up at my door and I was sitting on, you remember how my big chair was mm-hmm. at that place. And I was just sitting there just staring off like rocking back and forth. And she's like, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. You need to check on him. Because in a minute, I'm a snap. So, yeah. <laughs> there are times where I have been that unstable mm-hmm. before I realized, okay, I need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And I need to regroup. I need to get myself together because depression is not something that I want to experience. Mm-hmm. So that was my first experience with depression. And even daddy told me, he came over to the house, to my house, and told me, you need to leave this relationship. Mm-hmm. If daddy say that, daddy don't say nothing. Okay. Yeah. He'll let you do what you, whatever, what that you got to do. And you're going to learn from your lesson. Little comments or jokes. Or if whatever, he but... says you need to leave this relationship. Yeah, that's how mentally unstable I was, and how gone and lost, and you could just tell I was very depressed mm-hmm. from that relationship, and that's what started my mental health career. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my first experience with depression, anxiety. I've been experiencing that since I was a child. I just didn't know that's what it was. Um. I think that I've always been anxious. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's I've ever just been like, oh, I have anxiety. But I think just mm-hmm. in general, because I'm very um, routined. Mm-hmm. Anytime my routine is knocked off, like I'm immediately annoyed. And mm-hmm. then the annoyance like trickles off into just being flustered. Mm-hmm. And now I have to like recuperate. And mm-hmm. I had a really hard time figuring out like how to do that in my 20s mm-hmm. that that was just like I couldn't yeah. figure that out 
um, after I had got gotten out of the toxic relationship that I was in where he took my broom. <laughs> um, I was, you know, dating and I had started dating this guy who was the biggest most disgusting liar but he painted himself as like the rico suave like he's so suave he was a handsome guy like tall like all the things that the person that i was just with was not on any level Mm -hmm. and um he was selling me like all these dreams and it was the first time he like ever disappointed me like he was supposed to be helping me move out of my place that i didn't have a broom for and (laughs) He didn't show up and he wasn't like answering my calls and I'm like calling and texting yeah. him. And it was the first time that I re- was in a predicament where I was being lied to mm-hmm. um, in a deceptive, like mm-hmm. behind your back, not in your face. You wouldn't have seen it coming kind of mm-hmm. way. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I wasn't prepared for that mm-hmm. because I had just, gotten out of a situation that I identified it for what it was. Like I saw it for what it was. There was no lies. There were no deceptions. Like I was making a choice to be here. Mm-hmm. And now I'm for the first time, like allowing myself to like somebody. And this person is deceiving me. And I didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, even before that, like I was with people and they were deceptive, but it was obvious. Mm-hmm. Like dummy number two, Yeah, you are and a liar Mm -hmm. and that's obvious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like we know so i'm not surprised like i'm just Mm -hmm. choosing to let you be a liar and i'm just maneuvering around your lives but this person i believed so when i identify with what it really felt like to be lied to yeah i lost my shit Mm. that was it so you lost your shit mentally or physically Mentally, mentally, I remember sitting in the middle of my bedroom floor where there was no bed because he took the mm-hmm, bed mm-hmm. with the broom. Yeah, to the homelessness. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it mm-hmm. went, and I was like trying to get stuff together. I'm like packing up my clothes or whatever, and I didn't have nothing, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like I needed like two men in a truck. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was just knowing like somebody was going to be there for me, mm-hmm. and, and you when, weren't. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I've I've snapped mentally and physically. <laughs> I have snapped mentally and physically. I have like because I, I was pushed to that point. It's never been a time where I'm just out here like, yeah, what's up? I'm about to beat your ass. Like it ain't never been like I'm not a fighter. Like anybody that knows me, y'all ain't never seen me in a fight. <laughs> but I cannot. Just yeah, <laughs> I ain't never been in a fight. I watched you be in a fight, and I ain't help. I was like, I can't. <laughs> you did not help. You helped I zero. Zero. I'm fighting people that I have no business fighting, and you are no well, help. I, I should have disowned you okay. then. Thank you for those who helped. Well, okay, I was eight. Okay, you were not eight. Yes, I was. I was eight. I didn't know what to do. Shit. Y'all I mean, kick somebody. <laughs> oh, I was grabbing hair. Do some scared. something. She snuck me from behind. I like was, that wasn't even fair. I was terrified. I had never seen a fight. I didn't know what. Well, really, I had really, seen plenty. That's and what I had saying. been in plenty. That wasn't my life. But never have I ever been snuck up on. Like my fights have always been like I'm looking at you in your eye. I know what's about to happen. That like wasn't my life. I never been snuck up that on like that. That wasn't my life. It okay. Wasn't. Well, you were supposed to like. 
I've always been a scary child. That's my next point. <laughs> I've always been a scary child. Like when it comes to my anxiety, like when I spoke to my therapist, like my very first experience, which it was around the time I was eight, my very first experience with anxiety. And I told her about that. And um, that's when I was like, damn, I realized like, wow, I've been anxious this whole time. And I didn't know. I just thought I was scary, but no, like, there are certain things that give me like true like anxiety, like fears. So like I you would you would mention like knowing where to find help or seeking help. Yeah. I, for me, my first time getting professional help, it was a resource through my employer. Mm-hmm. It was like you can have um these free services, yeah. a consultation, and mm-hmm. then X amount of visits for free. Mm-hmm blah 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 Mm -hmm. that's how I was able to and and it was kind of a resource that I kind of shoved to the side yeah but when I decided to like okay like obviously Mm -hmm. I have a problem let me Mm -hmm. at the minimum Mm -hmm. explore this problem how long did it take you to seek professional like help like and what were you doing before that to combat the depression and anxiety when I realized I was depressed I sought counseling during the relationship because he made it seem as if I had issues and I needed help. And that's why we were having issues. Mm -hmm. So I went to counseling on the impression that it's something wrong with me, ma'am. I'm crazy and I'm unstable and I need you to help me figure out why I'm so unstable so Mm -hmm. that my relationship can work. That's some BS. Ain't it? That's like some mind mind tricks. That's how deeply like mentally unstable I was. Because I really believe that. freak stuff. It is. So when I got to the lady, which I did end up seeing her for a couple months, she was just like, I don't understand why you're here. Mm -hmm. She was like, you're very intellectual. I said, you're very in tune with your emotions and what you're feeling and the things that you have going on. And I don't understand why you're here. Mm -hmm. And I would just tell her, like, I need help. Like, my relationship is failing and I don't understand why. So you need to help me figure out within myself what's going on with me so that I can take it home and work on my relationship. Why do we do that? Why do I we don't own understand. it? Why do we take the mm-hmm. blame of other people's BS? Why? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm getting frustrated yeah. <laughs> just like thinking about it because I remember um, when I found out, dummy number two is Ray's dad, by the way, y'all. That's, yeah, that's dummy, number dummy number two. Okay, it's two dummies. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um. I remember finding out that he had lied about how many children he had. Mm-hmm. And and I, I found it out during the child support interview. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in the office crying like a crazy person mm-hmm. because I felt I was holding on to the responsibility. Like, like it was my fault yeah. that he had these other children. Mm-hmm. And I knew he had at least two. two. But then when I found out it was a slew. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, we could go on the basketball court and have a full game. What's that? My mind was like flooding with all these scenarios where like, you know, I accepted that you were lying and I knew you were lying because the day that I met you was a lie. And so I always knew that, but I was just like infatuated with you. And here we are all these years later, we're about to be 30 and you're still doing the same thing. And I owned mm-hmm. that hurt. I owned those lies. Like it was on me. Mm-hmm. Like something was wrong with me for believing his, believing the lies. Like, I don't think that it's, I think that as women, we want these men to 
be the idea of what we want them to be so badly that we excuse their lies and allow and we take on that burden to be like oh he does this but it's okay because he don't know no better or he lived this kind of life or he's just learning we do that all the time and granted granted like when we're dating like when we're dating 30 plus year old rappers like when we're doing that you know what? Listen, you do need to take listen. responsibility for that. <laughs> That's on you. Stop. Because we got a whole other episode about relationships. We can we can do and, that and later. To, and we to be clear, <laughs> to be clear, it's nothing wrong with being thirty and being a rapper. But it's everything like, wrong if you've been with, doing it already. Yes, if you've been doing it, there is absolutely something wrong if you're forty years old and you decided I wrote a poem yesterday. I should be a rapper going forward. That that's a problem. We're just going to clarify. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you being 30 and 40 plus and being a rapper. But if you just started writing yesterday and all of a sudden you think you Drake, no. Okay. Moving forward. Because that's off topic. Anyway. I had to clear it up. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Let <laughs> me forget my question. <laughs> Women taking responsibility yeah, and holding on. Yeah, we take on responsibility and we hold on. And granted, it's okay if you know if you're choosing a person because there's a difference between being in a relationship with somebody mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. choosing someone. Mm-hmm. If you're choosing someone, then yes, it's okay to work through the things that you're not used to and getting to know the things that yeah. that person you know likes. And the same thing, he's gonna learn the things that you. Mm-hmm want to like or whatever but when it comes to taking responsibility for some bullshit we scared we're scared to be alone as a majority that doesn't mean as, everybody as a person like it has nothing yeah. to do with like relationships just yeah. like human beings yeah just having companionship would rather have companionship yeah. versus then have nothing at yeah. all and that's something that i struggle with myself let's just be keep mm. it a honey i mean it is what it is the, the relationship episode is uh, <laughs> this is not that we'll we'll circle back to that i have some thoughts <laughs> yeah but they'll take you there though and they'll take you there and they'll make you feel like you are just completely insane like there's something wrong with you and i don't i can't answer that question because i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why i mean one like when you when she was telling you like there's i don't know why you're here like Mm-hmm. And in that moment, were you deciding like, oh, I don't need therapy? Did you walk away? Or did you say like, did you, I don't know, own it or like identify I, with maybe like even the smallest piece of it yeah. and say like, maybe mm-hmm. I should stay. No, that's what helped me leave. I used the skills that I got from that counseling and said, there's nothing wrong with me. There's everything wrong with you. And you should not do that. But in this instance, there was everything wrong with him. And he was not willing to do the work that I was doing to become a better person as an individual. So wait, y'all went to couple couples therapy? No, he wouldn't come. Oh, so you so the goal was couples therapy. The goal was ended couples up going therapy, but yourself. I ended up going by myself. I said, well, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to start therapy and I'm going to do it on my own so that I can figure out what's wrong with me so that we can get to a place where we can start doing couples therapy together and mm-hmm. work things out. He never did it. He never even tried on his end. He went to maybe one or two sessions mm-hmm. that I took him to. And if I wouldn't go with him or take him, he wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, so then I'm going to take the skills that I use for myself and I'm going to leave this relationship. 
and I didn't leave right away. It took me some time. But you you were equipped. But I was equipped to take the tools that I learned and the knowledge that I had about myself mm-hmm. and just be able to be like, bye. What was the amount of time that you saw that I lady? don't remember. It was all a blur. And I'm being honest. That time of my life was a complete blur. I do not know. There's a lot of things that I don't remember. There are altercations that I don't. Oh, no, I remember the altercations. I'm just <laughs> But there was times where, you know, I would just be mentally gone and there were things that I would say that I don't remember that I said. It was a blur. I don't remember how long it took for me to leave. But it's been some years at this point. Hmm. I I, I have a question about couples therapy, but I, I want to, you know, in turn, you know, always answer the question that I ask. And I'm uh, all in all, the question is, you know, what were the key elements that made you, you know, stay or leave therapy? Like once you were there, you know, and did people know you were in therapy? And mm. think about it. Hold on. Just think about it. So I think mommy knew I was in therapy. I think. And I think even she questioned, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I have to ask her. I don't remember if I told her or not. But, yeah, I think she knew. And Yasmin knew for sure. Did you know? No. Did I tell you? Yeah, I know. You know? I knew about it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you told me to go I to, t- yeah. Ref- refer yeah. you to the place. So maybe three people knew. And, I mean, it wasn't like I went in thinking that there was stuff that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I left knowing more things about what I already knew. Mm-hmm. Clarity. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was going in there, even though in my mind I was going in there like, help me, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, she would just like ask me to talk and just like speak about, you know, me as a person mm-hmm. and just like the things that, like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. There's something about you that makes you want to be here. Even though I'm seeing nothing as to why you're here, there's obviously something that you're internally struggling with that makes you want to be here. Was so there insecurity things. there while you were sitting there talking to her? Mm. No, kind of. Because in my, yes and no, because in my mind, I felt like there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But to her, there I was fine. So to me, it's like, okay, well, I think I'm crazy. So <laughs> like, are the reasons... Are the things that I'm telling her not viable enough to be certifiably insane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why she's telling, like, are my feelings minuscule? Yeah. Like, that's how I felt. And so, even though that's how I felt, she still gave me good tools and tips to help cope and do the things that I do, even things that I still use today uh-huh. somewhat. Um, you know, I just left because I felt like there was nothing that she could do for me that I couldn't do for myself. So you left. So I left. Yeah, and you and you you already said you don't remember how long you you went. I went for two months. Oh, it was one. It, I went for eight sessions once okay. a week. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went for a little while. So I felt like I got the tools that I needed to get to where I needed to be, and I could use those tools and be free, young bird, fly. <laughs> You, I referred you to the place that you yeah. went to, and I went to um, Hope Behavioral Health, mm-hmm. 
and um, they're located in Beachwood, Ohio, if anybody needs to reference. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the therapy group that I found through the resource through my job. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to not only get, you know, the free therapy sessions, but get a black therapist. Yeah, and I, I wasn't that great. I mean, I wasn't that blessed, but but he was a man, mm-hmm. so that was a little. There was some insecurity there because, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. But he was wonderful, mm-hmm. and and as an added bonus, he was a spiritual counselor. Yeah. So that helped. Mm-hmm. Um. On on two two different ends. First of all, um. That was definitely something that made me stay. Mm-hmm. Because as I sat there from week to week, like how you said, you know, are your feelings minuscule? It's like when you think about like when you go to file bankruptcy, do you have enough debt to file mm-hmm. bankruptcy? Right. Like what qualifies yeah. to, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I felt sitting there. Like what qualifies me, me to, be, to sitting be sitting here? here? Like, does it sound like I'm complaining? Yeah. Versus me having really deep rooted issues. Yes. And because he was a spiritual counselor he was able to give me homework to take home that pulled out those what seemed minuscule things mm-hmm. into you know deeper mm-hmm. um rooted things um it was a very insecure space mm-hmm. and i did not tell anybody that i was in therapy um i was in therapy for an entire year mm-hmm. um and I still, even after the year of completion, did not tell anybody because I kind of felt like it was it was nobody's business. Like it was like my personal choice. It was my personal journey. It was something that um, I wanted to do. And there was also a conversation that I had with someone where they said, like, you need therapy. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those things where it was like, well, who are you to tell me what I need? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be open about the fact that I had sought therapy because, because the I didn't source. want it to be connected to that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Because in all honesty, it really wasn't. It mm-hmm. was something that I was choosing to do because it was a resource that was available to me. Mm-hmm. And I was at a place in my career, a place in my life, a place in experiences where I felt like I was lost. Yeah. And I equated the space of being lost and the negative energy that was around me to my lack of spirituality at yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. So you put all those things together and here I am in treatment for a year. Mm-hmm. And it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, did I still have things that I needed to work through after the fact? Well, duh. Yeah. And was I still making mistakes? obviously but the way that I dealt with them the way that I handled them and the way that I recovered Mm -hmm. from them was very very different than the way I was handling dealing with and recovering from things Mm -hmm. prior to that um which leads me to my next question it's how important was your spirituality during your mental health journey it wasn't because at the time I didn't correlate the two for a long time even as a child Growing up in the church, being a PK kid, a preacher's kid, you go to church because you're black and because you because you going, not because there like was an like of, of dad, yeah. Why are you embarrassing yeah? Why are you me? embarrassing me? Yeah, that show, that Jamie Foxx show, because you going to church because we black. Like that's, that's literally what they said in the okay. show, and, it, and, and, and I felt that like in that, yeah. in that scene, I was like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you going to church, boo? 
Period. Get dressed. <laughs> like I mean, at the end of it all, like they brought out the whole yeah. meaning of you know. Yeah. Like, but, but um, yeah, like I just not to say that I didn't enjoy church because I had some of the best times of my life going to church. Like yeah. when the mom, when the mothers would be in the church shouting and yeah. clapping and doing the tambourine and they running around the church and you and you don't even know what you, you don't even know. Right. We imitating them shouting. Running? That was the best. Everybody time. on the floor got covered, draped time? over their legs. You don't know what is going you on. You remember that time we was at Faith Temple and that girl started crip walking. <laughs> Grandma was looking at me from the situation because I can't handle it. Grandma was looking like y'all been full out crip walking. I said, Lord, oh Jesus, I said, oh God, help me. Let me get my heathen spirit. I said, Lord, well, you blessing her, obviously, because she got the crip walking down this aisle. Now, listen, that was funny, but anyway, that was a good one. But I mean, I had the best times of my life being in church, but mm-hmm. it did not click to me that spirituality and mental health was connected until I was an adult. And I'm going to be honest, it wasn't until at least two years ago mm-hmm. that I put two and two together. Always been spiritual and always had love for God and always had a relationship with God, but I didn't relate my mental health together until mm-hmm. I had to like really sit down with myself and figure me out it was it always like a church and state thing for you or was it like because of how mental health can be um perceived Mm -hmm. from a spiritual aspect because like when you go to church and you listen to you know certain things you know there's said like oh this is a spirit or that is a spirit Mm -hmm. and it's not there's nothing like connected to that it's not like it's like you know, pray away. Yeah, the spirit. Yeah, of, like they but think, it's not also yeah. like and mm-hmm. go see a counselor. Yeah, no, no, no. The two didn't relate, and it wasn't. It wasn't because I didn't feel like they would relate to each other. It was just because I was just so used to the religion mm-hmm. of going to church and you pray and he gonna fix it. Won't he do it? Yes, God he got will. me. God got me. <laughs> Heathens. <laughs> We are some heathens. <laughs> but I'm just saying to be the main ones out here. <laughs> Never mind. Just mind your business. <laughs> Anyways, but it was just like it did because because there was that, like God mm-hmm. got me and eh, 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 because there was that. I'm just like, okay, y'all stupid. Like you need counseling, boo. And the two never just they never meshed to me at the Mm -hmm. time and it took me to go through really really needing to talk to God and actually receive an answer in the form of a blessing for me to be like oh this work (laughs) oh he blessing me oh I'm gonna get through oh I'm gonna be okay like it took me a long time it took me to again it wasn't until two years ago that I really really was like on it like I all people always tell me, God got his hands on you, God, he gonna bless you. But I was just like, okay, he ain't do it yet. So I'm just keep I'm gonna stay faithful and I'm gonna pray uh-huh. till he do it. But my mental is still not where it's supposed to be. So 
obviously there's something that I need to do on my own that uh-huh. I can't do in this church. Because make no mistake, like prayer, you know, every day from the time you open your eyes, when you lay down to rest, like it's essential to every day. But, you know, spirituality is a portion of the treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, the treatment in totality is like all the tools. Mm-hmm. Like you're gifted and you're given all the tools. And that's why I was so grateful for the fact yeah. that my first counselor mm-hmm. was a spiritual counselor because I was not just walking away with like homework. I was walking away with homework and a scripture. So while I was seeking counseling, I was mm-hmm. also becoming um, more aware and more educated in, you know, the Bible. Um and not at in a our daily bread fashion, but um in a in a way that correlated my real life experiences and adaptations to the word. Mm-hmm. And that was such a blessing and 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 it was obviously, you know, divine. It it was in, yeah. it was what God had, you know, set before me because he knew that I was struggling you know with my spirituality he knew I was struggling with my mental health and he gave me both in mm-hmm. one package mm-hmm. to bring me you know back and and make me whole so make no mistake you yeah. know prayer is definitely essential but it is a part of the treatment mm-hmm. yeah so I didn't get like real real financial financial <laughs> <The hell? laughs> spiritual counseling until last year when I met with a, I finally got a counselor that was related to um, uh, spirituality and the Bible mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it just came to me just now because I, this was another portion where it was confirmation that my spirituality needs to be linked to my mental health. Otherwise, I'm not going to get through. Mm-hmm, yeah, through. yeah. Just, absolutely. just not. So there was a time where I was struggling with being alone and struggling with, like I've said before, I've struggled with lack of companionship Uh is one of the things that gives me um anxiety Anxiety. so I went to this counselor and I said you know I need help with my anxiety because I want to be okay with being single because it's something I struggle with and I can't do it like so you went to a counselor for that but you didn't listen to me I got it no I I heard you I I went to the counseling because I was listening to you. Oh, okay. Did you, you don't make me cuss you credit. out when I'm talking you about give God. Me my credit. I'm just saying. I'm about to cuss you out and I'm, I'm trying to say the something. Oldest good. And, I, and I know. You don't, you don't, you're not my boss. Stuff. Anyway, shut Listen up. Listen to me. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> there was a conversation that we had that led me to go oh, see counseling. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted people to hear me get my credit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> This was another confirmation that I had (laughs) when I sought out this counselor that I'm no longer going to. She was great, but there were things that happened and I don't go to her anymore. But we had a conversation and she told me, she gave me homework. No one had ever given me homework before. And so she gave me homework. And so I said, okay. So she said, I want you to write this down. She told me to write, is it Proverbs 31? Virtuous Mm -hmm. woman. Virtuous woman. She told me to write that down. I said, okay. She said, write it down, read it, recite it, Mm -hmm. so you can know what that is. Do you possess these things? Because I was like, I'm a wife. I'm a wife. She was like, what makes you a wife? Are you though? Right. So she had me study myself and say, are you really a wife or do you think you're a wife? Or are you building to be, where are you at? Mm -hmm. So I had to do homework on myself and figure out where I was. And so I said, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. I wrote it down, put it on some post-its, put the post-its up on my mirror in my room when Mm -hmm. they're still there today. And I still read them when I feel Mm -hmm. how I feel. Mm -hmm. 
do you know the next day because she told me to get a journal she told me to start journaling because i told you i never journaled before mm-hmm. she told me to get a journal the very next day and i was with yasmin she can attest to it the very next day we was at burlington and we had winnie and winnie was doing whatever winnie was doing and so we was just walking around burlington and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to give me a journal. She was like, oh, okay, cool. So I was like, no, nah, you know, I'm just going to go to Marshall's and get the journal. She was like, no, we're here at Burlington. Get the journal. Boom. We go over to the journal section. And I literally turn around. And the first journal that I see says what? Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. In full. The full scripture. I said, I was about to blow the, Lord Jesus, what you doing in this store? <laughs> He's sending you confirmation. What are you doing Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. I said, oh my God. I said, never will I ever again doubt him. Why would I again? Never ever will I. He gives you what you need. He gives you what you need. Absolutely. And that's especially even more now is spirituality connected with my mental health so much because that happens. Yeah. Literally the next day. Not even 24 hours later. The first journal. I, all I did was turn around and it was there. Yes. And I encur- and that's why I encourage people to seek the additional mm-hmm. treatment mm-hmm. that they need. It's, it's, I hate to call it help. Yeah. Because help makes it sound like mm-hmm. you're suffering, you're broken yeah. down, and no. you're busted and disgusted. And that's not the case. Guidance. Guidance. Mm-hmm. Treatment. I was listening to a podcast and... um there was a pastor on there. It was, uh, I, I forget the pastor's name, um, but the podcast is married couple to Ellis's mm-hmm. um, and it's dead ass. And they were talking about religion. Pastor Reggie, that was, mm-hmm. they were talking about religion and they were talking about how they had, you know, come into their relationship as one faith and another faith. And they took a religion class and, um, college mm-hmm. because they wanted to explore like different mm-hmm. religions and kind of get to the bottom of like well why do I view this this way mm-hmm. why do I be why yeah. is this thing so different to me like yeah. versa and the pastor was on there he was talking about talking he was talking about certain things and he was talking about how tragedies had took place in his life and he was talking about how you know people gravitate to the humanity mm-hmm. in in you as you know the pastor as the servant as the yeah. shepherd as the man of God and he said that at one point he had sought out mental mm-hmm. services, mm-hmm. mental health services. And he had got before the congregation and he told them that. Mm-hmm. And it was a moment in him telling them that like, Ooh, no, you can't tell the people that you, yeah, you yeah, as yeah. a man of the cloth went, went and got counseling. You're supposed like, to be God's right hand. <laughs> he wanted them to understand yeah, and to know that, that mm-hmm. even as your pastor, I need help. I need I'm human. help. I am a human mm-hmm. being. I go through things. I experience things. Mm-hmm. I needed this help. And it was like, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I appreciated hearing that like from him because it's confirmation. Mm-hmm. It's confirmation that, you know, my connection with my spirituality and my professional treatment strengthens my mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really does. It truly, truly does. Um, another thing that strengthens my mental health is music mm-hmm. gospel music mm-hmm. oh yeah specific oh yeah you know other things like r&b and stuff like that that's my favorite form of music but when it comes to gospel child i'll be riding through the streets of cleveland boohoo crying do you hear me my... Rocky, it was one day <laughs> and i don't even remember it was a snowstorm okay 
And I don't know what what was happening to me this day. I think what was I listening to? Oh my God. I cannot remember. It was one of those old songs that we listened to. I can I'm mad. I can't remember what song it was. When I tell you, you know how far I live. And this is in a snowstorm. And I was going to mommy and daddy's house. And I don't know why I was going over there, but I was going to do something. I cried the whole way to mommy and daddy's house. Boo who cried. Boo who cried. It's praise and worship. Because it was praise and worship in the streets of Cleveland. I don't know what I was going through. I'm mad I can't find that. And I know people, and I don't even care. Like, and I'm talking, waving my hands. And I want to say it was Shekinah Glory, and I'm about to find it. But go ahead. Uh, Calling out to him and just giving him everything he's due. The grace and mercy that I receive every day is like, it's beyond me. Mm -hmm. And to have that moment and not care who, why are you in my car Mm -hmm. any the way? Why are you looking through my living room window anyway? Mm -hmm. It is music giving him his praise, worshiping him. That is something that is so important to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. On a regular. On a regular basis. And it could be songs that you know you've heard a million times. A million times. And it could just hit you that day. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been Hezekiah Walker instead. <laughs> and I'm so upset that I cannot find this song. But yeah, it, music. Who who I got on my list? Who was I listening to the other day? I got uh, it, but it keeps you spiritually grounded. Because there are times that I go a period without not listening to music and I just feel so disconnected from God Mm -hmm. because for me growing up I never understood the gospel I never understood the verses and the scriptures in the bible because that's just not Mm -hmm. my thing I connect to my spirituality through music Mm -hmm. and that's why I've always been in the choir growing up like that's just my thing Mm -hmm. and so for me it's gospel music is much much deeper than just a song to me like it means absolutely so 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 much more and more than anything by the mark campbell and spirit of praise was that the song i was crying to that i love you jesus it was it was girl (laughs) look at lord here you see what i'm saying I couldn't even think of the song. Girl, I didn't even know that was what it was. I was thinking to myself, I was like, we Rocky. should do this. And I was like, I can't even do it by myself. Jesus, Lord, <laughs> don't play it now because we're going to have church up on this podcast. <laughs> Rocky, I cried from home. You know how long it takes me to get from Richmond driving the streets because I don't drive on the highway when Listen. it's snowing or rain because, again, that's another anxiety. When I got into my accident mm-hmm. a couple years ago, I haven't driven on the highway mm-hmm. when it snows or rains because that's a fear of mine. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that. Mm-hmm. The in, 35 minutes. <laughs> I cried from the t- I listened. I was listening to the song over and over again before I left because it was on my soul. Mm-hmm. I get into the car and I was like, I don't know why the hell I was going to mommy and daddy's house this day. I really do not. But it was a snowstorm that day. I cried the whole way there. Why, why were you? Never I don't know. Neither, neither did I don't know. <laughs> For 35 minutes and I played it over and over and over and over yeah. and over again because it was sitting on my spirit that heavy that day. And I don't know what I was going through that day, but I just could not get it out. And, and there's, it out a, my there's a release. There's yeah. A, and it's always, I mean, and, and not always. I, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when I take time to do my praise and worship, I'm not having like a, a 
mental health moment, Mm -hmm. but for my mental health. You know, it's about what you take in. They say, eat right, exercise, drink water, take your vitamins, praise and worship, Mm -hmm. like pray. You know, that all contributes to the clarity in your mental health. Another song that be having me snotting is I Love You Jesus. Girl, (laughs) more than anything, that song be having me snotting. I Love You Jesus. Is it the same song? It's the same song. (laughs) (laughs) It goes in waves. (laughs) One minute I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Next minute I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Hey, that's my song. All, <laughs> but all of that, that. Re- that helps me release what it is that I need to release, even that I don't know that I need to release mm-hmm. anything. So me doing, I felt so. I walked into mommy daddy house like ain't nothing happened. That's how wipe my mean. face. That's how I, I felt so light. Yeah, I'm like, mm, hey y'all, what y'all doing? <laughs> but even in those moments, even in those moments where you're, you know, you're releasing, you're uh-huh. seeking treatment be it once, twice, third time, the charm, whatever the case may be, when you're doing that, when mm-hmm. you're seeking treatment more than once, when you're having those moments where you're like releasing everything and you have to have those moments more than once, like, do you feel defeated? Do you feel empowered? Like, what do you feel like when you're taking the time to address your mental health on a mm-hmm. regular basis, like multiple times throughout your life? I feel so light and happy and free. Like the sun shines brighter. Mm-hmm. People say that all the time and that's corny, but it's true though. Mm-hmm. Like the sun shines brighter when I know that I'm taking care of my mental health. I'm having a good day. Like I said, I have anxiety. So it's going to be some days where I just wake up with an attitude and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing is happening. I don't feel no kind of way. It's just, well, obviously I feel some kind of way, <laughs> but I can't put my finger on it. It's just my mood. It's just like off. Like I can't figure it out, but I feel anxious. Like something is not right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have days like that. But when I pull myself out of that, it feels amazing. I I think mental health treatment is empowering. Mm-hmm. I think that it, I equate it to like, oh, I have this goal, this weight loss goal, let's say. Mm-hmm. And the excitement and the thrill of like when you see the people on like the weight loss shows and they've mm-hmm. done all that work and they lost all this weight. Like, yeah. that's how I feel about mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... It is an empowering thing. It is not a, an embarrassing thing. Yeah, no. It is something that I advocate for, that I Absolutely. encourage. Yeah. Even if you don't try it, I'm still going to mention it to you. Like, hey, yeah. this is where I sought Absolutely, out yeah. you know, my help. I've been there mm-hmm. more than once. I understand. Take the time. Do this for yourself. Because yeah. the energy, your environment, the things yeah. you consume, everything plays a part into your mental health. And there is nothing more freeing than having a clear mind. I think mental health is what actually got me more in tune with my spirituality. Had I not been working on my mental health, I probably would have just been gone with emotions. Mm-hmm. Because it was a hazy, yeah. it was a, it was like cloudy yeah. and hazy mm-hmm. before like I addressed mm-hmm. my mental health. It was it was going through the motions. Yeah. You go to church, you go to church, yeah. you go to church, you black. Yeah. You go to church because you black. You go to church because you black. You go to church because I said you going. And it was Period. and it was just like a routine. <laughs> it was a routine. It wasn't anything where I was like, oh, I'm going to church to get my fix. Like it wasn't no. like that for me. It just wasn't like that I'm for present. Me. I'm here because this because is, this is where I'm supposed. Sunday at, this, Sunday time, at this time, and, and this is where I'm going. at. Yeah, so me working on my mental health really, really helped me get in tune with my spirituality because before I got in tune with my mental health, there were things that I would ask God for 
that not that I never received, but I didn't recognize that I was you receiving. See it. So like it you was said, cloudy. it was the it was haze. Hazy. Yeah. And so once I got, and I'm getting chills, once I got into my mental health and finally got to a place where it's like, all this time you've been blessing me and I didn't even see no. it. No. Oh, baby, that's when the blessing started. Like, boop, yeah. boop, 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 boop. Even still, not to this day, even though I'm not where I'm at, I'm still blessed because I'm not where I was. Right. And people, again, people say that in church. And it's like, what are they talking about? You, mm-hmm. I ain't where I'm used to be. But what are y'all talking about? I understand it now because mm-hmm. it makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I'll ask God for job stability, money, a car, all those things. I have all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wondering how I'm going to pay the next bill. Girl, listen. I'm not you. wondering, even though I don't eat the food in my refrigerator, it's food in there. It is. It y'all might not like it. You might not like I it, but it's something in there. Them kids all the time. As long as we got bread, butter, cheese, honey, and milk, <laughs> y'all gonna I be all right. I have nothing. I can have nothing at all. I have everything. I have a job that I hate, but you know what? It gives me income yeah. to pay for the things I need to pay for. I have a card that I was able to pay for in cash. I've never bought anything in cash in my life. God blessed me with that vehicle that I, is it the best vehicle in the world? No, but it gets me from point A to point B. I can yeah. have nothing at all. I could be on the bus, not say there's anything wrong with riding there's the bus. There's nothing wrong with the bus. We were just talking, me and uh, Darren were talking about that. Right? Yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong with getting bus. on the bus. But if that's a, a desire of mine to have a, fe- a vehicle to not have to ride yeah. the bus, I'm blessed with that. Mm-hmm. There are so many things. What else? Because I, I got a list. Um, <laughs> yeah, like just like even though I'm not a millionaire, I still have the funds to get the things done that I need to get done. I got accounts on Afterpay. I could have none, but the Lord <laughs> blessed me to be able to have accounts on Afterpay. Hack nah, your clothes, please. Wait. Y'all, don't let this afterpay demon get y'all. <laughs> he put it there. Lord created everything. He said, bye, sis. I said, okay. Uh, I got three packages coming tomorrow. One came today. That temptation in the desert, in the wilderness for 40 days, that is it afterpay. Ain't okay. I said, Lord, that's a $50. But he said, I created afterpay to make it 25 <laughs> Baby, you better come on. Come on. <laughs> You better testify. Y'all, don't let that afterpay demon get y'all. Y'all Please better, don't y'all, better y'all better enjoy the fruits of y'all labor. <laughs> he blessed you with it. You better use it. He blessed you with that PTO. You better clock out at three. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Don't be led astray. He blessed me with PTO. <laughs> he blessed me with a job that got so much PTO. I can say I'm leaving. <laughs> you better stop playing with me. Y'all, whatever. Y'all. Y'all. It's a blessing. Y'all. He did it. I need y'all to listen. <laughs> Don't get caught y'all up. Know, y'all know what it is. Don't get caught up. God Dang. gave us free will. Don't get caught up. Okay? <laughs> y'all know what it is. We blessed out here. <laughs> so I have one final question. Okay. Now that we're done asking a fool. <laughs> one last question. Um, What is the best <clears throat> mental health advice you can give? Be open and don't hold back. Like be open to be open to learning yourself. Because a lot of times we think we know who we are already. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, oh, I'm intuitive, but girl, I know who I am. You ain't got to tell me nothing. God told me when I was born that I was a, you don't know. 
because there are some things that you might not realize about yourself. And that doesn't mean that you're causing yourself turmoil. Mm -mm. It just means that there are some things that you do that you're unaware of. Like, Mm -hmm. for instance, taking on the burdens of your partner when you should not be. Mm -hmm. Not to say there's anything wrong with that. I think that just loving people in general, you want to take on the, you know, Mm -hmm. the heaviness so that they don't feel, you know, down about themselves and things of that nature. But just to be open and to be honest be honest. You cannot go into therapy and hold back. You can't because you're going to miss out on so many gems. You're going to miss out on so many skills that you can take with you forever. Like I said, there are things from my counseling from five years ago that I still like think about today and still use today. Like, mm-hmm. and every time I go to counseling, which I probably, like I said, I think I'm going to sign back up again. Not because I'm really going through some high anxious it's episode okay but i have yourself. to check in with myself because i had an episode before last and i mean i mean you have to check you in have to yourself. you just have to because you will you don't want to get to the part point where you ha- are having an episode and, and the last thing you want to do mm-hmm. is to inflict mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. on others oh yeah so you have to check yourself. Absolutely. Check yourself at the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. What do you What do you think is the best advice? As I become a more spiritual being mm-hmm. in respect to what I put in my body, what I take in in my environment, I think that the best mental health advice I can give anybody is to be aware of what you consume. Mm-hmm. Um, what you consume spiritually, what you consume from, you know, TV to social media to your music to your food to just in general your environment. Um, the clutter around you yeah. contributes to Absolutely. your stability. I just said that yesterday. Your environment affects your happiness. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. I keep a clean house, not because I'm no, that it's because my house ain't that clean. I'm but anal. it <laughs> it is because I'm anal, but it is because when there is clutter, my mind is cluttered. Oh, abs- my I hate clutter. Um, and to be honest about the fact that your mental health needs to be addressed, mm-hmm. I don't care if you go to a therapist or not. Mm-hmm. What I care about is, are you? accessing the resources mm-hmm. that are available to you free and publicly yeah. to address your mental health. Mm-hmm. That is my that is the best yeah. advice that I can give. Your consumption, your environment, and utilize your resources. Mm-hmm. Utilize your resources and to give some, because we don't want to leave here without giving people who may need it some resources. Mm-hmm. And the number one resource that I can say, because everybody works, everyone has a job, everyone has a um employee what is it called? Um, not helpline. It's um. I was just talking about it with mommy the other day. But your job has some sort of resource where they can guide you mm-hmm. if it's mental health, if it's um, yes. financial assistance, yes, um, the pantry, some, whatever it is. Your job has a resource for you to where you can go to them and say, "Hey, I'm struggling. I need help." Mm-hmm. There is something there for you where they can yep. help you. That's where it started for me. Um, that exactly. That's where it started for you. Hope Behavior is a great place to start, especially if you are looking to um, get into the spiritual side of it that you do not have already. That's a great resource. They have spiritual counseling. Mm-hmm. They have group therapy. They have couples. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they do counseling for children, mm-hmm. so group behavioral health. Um, Hope Behavioral Health Group, and it's in Beachwood. Yeah, and even if you want to do group counseling, you yeah. can do group or support groups. Yep. You can do stuff like that. That's available to you. Obviously, you would have to know where it's available to you at, but there are resources locally. There's a national resource, and it's called 1-800-662-HELP, mm-hmm. and that is a national mm-hmm. helpline, yep. and that is for mental health. You can use that and you can call and get resources if you need help immediately. I think there's a hotline that they can send you to, crisis hotline. You can try that as well. Recovery Resources is a popular one that's in Cleveland that you can go to. They, um, I don't know if y'all want the phone. Did I show you the phone number? Give them the phone number. Okay, I will say, I don't know if y'all want to listen to all that. But um, there is a phone number here. And I'm trying to pull it up here. If I can grab it. It's 216. 216- 431-4131. And they're located in like in the heart of Cleveland, like okay. in Pearl Road. There's another one um that's called NAMI. NAMI is also there. I think they're in downtown Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. And they have mental resources and they also have family resources too. So not only do they help with um, mental health for individuals, they also help families as well. And that's one of the ones that I've studied in the process of me getting my degree. They're one of the ones that I've done research on. And they're really helpful as well. Um, if you're ever interested in with them, they're in they're on West 25th, right in the heart of Cleveland, like in the middle of everything. Literally. And um, their phone number is 216-875-0266. So that's just three resources that I know off the top of my head. I just had to look it up to find the phone numbers that I know that are really, really helpful. Um, Can I give you all the best resource of them all? Yeah. Your family. That too. Check on your family members. Mm-hmm. Check on your friends. Check in. Check, check on, on your people that you your strong friends. friends because they the ones that struggling with the most. Because you know why? Because they trying to make sure that everybody else around them is good. One hundred percent. I'm. I am one of the I'm ones. So guilty. I'm, I'm <laughs> one of the ones that's trying to make sure that everybody is okay. Everybody is okay. Everybody else good. Everybody else good. But when it comes to me, it's like. Girl, Listen, is you going to take care of yourself? I remember when grandma passed away mm-hmm. and I was at home. And it was one of those situations where I didn't react immediately because the girls, Devin, oh. um, our aunt and uncle, were the ones that came to deliver the news. Um, and I went and picked up mommy and because she couldn't you know, drive. And it was one point in the car when we were at a stoplight and I just broke down. And she was like, why are you crying? I said, because I've spent all day, all morning, making sure everybody else is okay. And I am not okay. Mm -hmm. And I need to take this moment to be not okay. I remember when you came and told me and I, you weren't crying. I was just like, this bitch crazy. (laughs) I'm not crazy. How are you not? Like I lit my whole body. Like I just couldn't like everything left me and i'm just like how the f-? and he telling me you gotta be quiet you gotta be quiet because regina and Rhea, they gonna hear you girl <laughs> there's my grandma <laughs> she my everything don't tell me be quiet right now no like i was just like something wrong with her because she ain't crying <laughs> like, it, it's, some, it's like a switch in your brain it's like yeah. make sure everybody else is okay mm-hmm. first yeah 
and and you can't control it. It's mm-hmm. just something that just is like built into you. And I've always been that way. And I've learned that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to oh, have oh, yeah. your moment. It's okay. That's a good tip. It's okay to not be okay. Do not feel like you can't have a moment to just fall apart. It's a moment. It's a it's moment. It's not your life. It's not every day. It's not every week. It's not like, the rest of your existence. It it's is fine. One you're not moment. crazy just because you're having a moment. And I have moments. I have moments. <laughs> I do when I'm on and off my period. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, it's listen. okay. Check in with each other. It is 100% free of charge. It costs yeah. you nothing. Mm-hmm. To text, to call, to say, hey, mm-hmm. how are you? Yeah. Are you okay? Yep. That, my friends, is the best advice I can give. Yeah. Check on your strong friends, y'all. Please. And with that, that concludes our mental health spirituality segment. I episode. hope you all walk away open, willing, Intrigued, mm-hmm. yeah. To, yeah. To 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 even seek out resources, you can go and Google, baby. Type mental health resources, and it gives you a whole list of things that are in your area that are local. Like I said, a lot of the resources that we have are in the center of downtown. Like, you know how to get downtown. And if if you know financially, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Social media is mm-hmm. a heck of a thing. Like I said, I mentioned Talkspace. Even though I said that they don't cater to Listen, black I, people, that I doesn't mean them. that doesn't mean that you that resource is not for you. You can still utilize it. You can. It's There's just so that people things. don't understand that because it, it's kind of like when you're looking at a word that says red but it's blue. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, that ain't no, that ain't baby. It's for you. And it's crazy. It says what it says. It says what it says. It's for you. And once you take that leap, once uh-huh. you start following, or once you click on that link, guess what? <laughs> They're gonna suggest that you follow other things yeah. as well. And there's gonna be something there. Baby, for it's you. a rabbit hole. It is a rabbit hole. And I click and I follow and I mm-hmm. go down the rabbit hole yeah. and I find so many gems, so many jewels. And I hope you all find that for yourselves. Yeah. So until we meet again. We thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye.